is Sarah. Hi, this is Allie. Hi, this is John. And welcome to the Millennial Gap. Today we're going to talk about childhood toys. Toys that we loved, toys that we hated. I'm sure Furby will come up at some point in this episode. I Who th- wants to start? I thought about this joke way too hard, but it made me laugh really hard. Might as well call me Aqua because I was a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world. (laughs) Yes, that's perfect. Thank you. A Barbie girl, what did you have? The accessories, because you know the big accessories were the thing when we were kids. What were like the big ones you had? So there was one I have a very distinct memory of having just falling in love with it. It kind of looked like a suitcase on the outside, but you opened it up and it was a little apartment in I was about to mention the Barbie suitcase that I used to see when I was picking up my Digimon <laughs> toys when I was younger. I was like, I'm like, mom, what is this? It's a suitcase. I'm like, yeah, it's a Barbie suitcase though. So I had, I think probably the generation before that, which was like a giant foldable house. Oh, the Barbie dream house? The big Barbie dream house, it folded up and you could like put it in a corner. I had that. And I think I also had like her Corvette. Oh yeah. The pink, terrible plastic one. Yeah. And you could only fit two people in it, obviously. Two of the Barbie dolls. Obviously. So I had all the Barbies. I think I had like Barbie and all of her family. The fact that she's taking care of all of her sisters is weird to me, but whatever. I had so Um, many questions about that. Where were their parents? Yeah. Allie and I had Barbies. John, you you said you had Digimon. Was that? So I had a bunch of things, and I'm looking them up because I Mm. kind of forgot about them. So kind of like in that Barbie era for me, it was kind of like the Stretch Armstrong maker and then Dr. Dreadful's Food Lab, which I forgot about. Oh, oh, so like it was like the Easy Bake Oven, but for boys. Yeah, except like you made like gummy worms and creepy crawly things. Yeah, I had that too. I mean, for, for... for most of my, like, early childhood, like, my favorites were really, like, the things I can make. So, like, Legos for me were, I mean, were slash still are, except now I have no room for them, were really a big thing for me. And then, I mean, I, I kind of went into gaming pretty quickly, but, like, my favorite early game system was, like, the Game Boy Color. No. No, gaming game doesn't with, count. Okay. Doesn't count. <laughs> so I mean, okay, fine. Early, early, early on was basically get the Transformers. Like, those were really cool. Those were my jam. And then when it came to, like, trans... Uh, then Animorphs, I think, were also a toy, if I remember correctly. And that was kind of creepy. Because, <laughs> you know, like, you had to basically put, like, their that in the Power Rangers toys. Because, like, you can flip their head. And it went from, like, human, Power Ranger. Do, do you guys not remember this? I'll show you a video later. I feel like we need but to essentially, watch video, like, that in their chest horrifying. cavity. So in their chest cavity, you got to hit like their button, like their their like their dino coin, and it would flip go from like like Tommy the Green Ranger to the actual actor who plays Tommy's face, and like same with the Red Ranger and the Blue Ranger and all that stuff. So their heads went backwards. So not backwards. They like it flipped. It's kind of like I, I don't. It was know like two headed piece, and it went inside the body. Oh yes. no! Correct. Yeah, they had a lot of those things back then. I had I had a lot of things besides Barbies because, I don't know, my parents were compensating. I don't know. There were a couple things I could tell you about. So, I think this is like my age range specifically. They used to have these little puppies with a card that explained to you like the breed and information about them. I used to have like a huge collection of those. I don't know what they're called. These were like little plastic figurines. I have no and idea then I had lots of Cabbage Patch dolls. I had like you still have Cabbage Patch dolls. I do. My mother still has my very first Cabbage Patch doll. Her name is Trixie. She's now um, haunted she's by the dis- ghost of Trixie. She's she's so fucking gross now. 
literally, I, my mother tells the story that I, I loved her so much. I took her everywhere. So she got really dirty and I took her in the pool when I was like getting Ooh. swim lessons when I was a kid. So she never got clean ever again. And then I took her hair out. And this was in the age where the Cabbage Patch dolls had only like a ring of hair and it was like pulled back in a ponytail. Yeah. If you took the ponytail holder out, like there was just like a big bald spot. She is so ugly. I don't know why my mom still has her. She's so ugly. But the story of her is like really cute because we went to a Toys R Us for something for my sister. My sister is nine and a half years older than me. And I think I must have been like six months old sitting in the shopping cart and I took Trixie off the shelf and they turned around. They like saw I had her and they were like, okay, whatever, we'll put her back later. They turned around and I had her out of the box. (laughs) So you didn't do the Um, whole creepy thing. Maybe this was more in the 70s, but I remember my dad telling a story about this where he went to a Toys R Us or something equivalent and they used to have a nurse there and the nurse would go in the back be like here's your cabbage patch doll it's birthed to you that's creepy i'm guessing in the 80s in the late 80s they didn't have that i know that they did have the cabbage patch hospital if there was a tear or something wrong with your cabbage patch you could send her away to the hospital and she'd get fixed which i have a feeling was like they just sent you a new one Um, (laughs) or they patched it up. Maybe they patched it up. If it was like a tear or something, because the whole body is fabric. It's just like a plushie. Right. And then the head is this big plastic thing that you can hit everywhere. It's weird. And I'm, I think they're still, they're back or cabbage patches back. Yeah. We, so we were watching a show recently and we're like, "Uh Oh, they're back. Why are they back? But they're back. (laughs) So uh, speaking of the cabbage patch, you reminded me of this when you started talking about the cabbage patch hospital, John, I don't know how much this applies to you, and I'm sorry, but we forgot a very important girl toy from the 90s, the American Girl doll. Uh, So I thought that was 2000s. It was both, because I remember really, really wanting one. And my mom be saying, like, I'm not spending an exorbitant amount of money on these dolls for you, especially because... My favorite was Samantha, who was the bougie bitch. I that she I think had the most expensive stuff. My mom wanted to compromise because I really, really wanted one of these dolls. And there was a knockoff series, I guess, or like dollar store version of American Girl doll <laughs> called the Magic Attic dolls and so it's a story of these it's a group of these friends and they do something bad and they have to go help out this old lady and they find out that her attic is magic and then you put on a special outfit and you travel to a new location and so i got one of the magic attic dolls because they were cheaper i love that doll so much until a family friend convinced me we needed to give her a bath and cut her hair And that was how I learned the very rough lesson that if you cut your doll's hair, it does not, in fact, grow back. No, it does not. Mm -mm. So I just looked up the 1990, or technically, the first Samantha American Girl Dog was made in 1986. It's now a rough $1,600 on eBay. I was trying to remember which one I wanted. I never got one, and I didn't get, like, the the knockoff version either. Dollar Store American Girl Dolls. (laughs) <laughs> which was which was my American Girl doll that I wanted. I think it was Molly. She was the one with the glasses, right? Oh, I didn't like Molly as much. Molly annoyed me. I think also, I wanted right to now, be her. Like, because 
I had glasses at that point. Sarah's like, I wanted to be like Molly and wear glasses and live off of World War II rations. Cheers! You want to be Molly? Molly looks like she's going to die eventually. Because she looked like me. I had pigtails and I had a fringe at that point in my life and I was wearing glasses by the age of 12. Molly doesn't have buck teeth. All of the American Girl dolls had just like those weird little teeth sticking out. They all do. They're all creepy, John. You don't need to keep showing us No, no, but it's it's Molly through the years. It's Molly through the years, and the oldest Molly, I guess she didn't have an undershirt? That's anyway, American I, I, Girl I'm, was I'm diving that, too deep into a so, I don't want to so go into if I remember correctly, American Girl was, like, really expensive. It was, like, in the hundreds of dollars. It's $110. In the, but so, in the 90s, it was the hundreds of dollars. Right. I don't it think it's is. much. It's changed much. And if you wanted, like, outfits or anything to go with it, it was, like, even more. Oh, that's yeah. very simple, similar to talk, kind of talking about the, the millennial gap of it, because American Girl doll are still a thing but there's this mm. new thing that Disney's bringing out called new emos which are essentially like they're like these six inch kind of stuffed characters it's Stitch it's Stitch's girlfriend all the thing. Disney characters all the Disney characters that like they're bringing out and so the original new emo character is like $15 if you want any of their outfits it's $25 per outfit so you can spend up to like $70 grab. for that's two the, of them but, the, but that's not, the thing yeah. about toys especially from our time frame it was always okay the actual thing not super expensive but if you want extras added on, you're going to have to pay all the money. Now it's like, I don't really know, actually, because I don't know what the toys are like nowadays. Well, for American Girl Doll, if you all want to be really horrified and learn about the millennial gap, they don't normally have the historical dolls. For example, Molly uh-huh. or Samantha. And now there's one from the 90s. Oh, my God. That makes me feel really old. I was so there's a lot upset. Of things that, talking about like the age gap. But one thing I saw recently that said Lincoln Park is now dad rock. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, you listen to Lincoln Park and you're a dad. I like Lincoln Park and I'm totally dad and I don't give a shit about that. But that's off topic. But yeah, so talking about the 1990s American Girl. Yeah, they've got There's one from the year I was born. <laughs> Yikes. Which one Courtney is Courtney is from 1986. Um, oh, Jesus. And this is when... Sarah and Allie went down the deep, deep <laughs> tunnel of American Girl dolls, and they never oh, returned. Oh, oh, they, they make me feel so old. <laughs> There's then an, stop looking at them. I don't know why, but oh, now that we're talking about American Girl dolls, all I can think of is that vine where that girl is standing in the American Girl doll store and be like, I, I think I know more about American Girl dolls than you do, genius. And it makes me laugh so hard. So that actually reminds me of an SNL skit, very similar to what you're, you're talking about by a vine, where this adult is going in with an American Girls doll doll, and there was just a fire. Oh, at and the a store? A bunch of like, younger yeah. girls like, oh yeah, this... this oh, older man was really talking about like his doll and then he started the fire yeah no no no, everything okay samantha's fine her curls are great she was coming in for a mani pedi not for me it's not my doll it's my daughter's doll my daughter's next door in the bathroom not my doll (laughs) you know it was it's a real the american girl doll store is a real place i went there it must have been my sister was like eighth birthday i want to say this was her my mom and me and i remember being very skeeved out by that place oh also because she's the youngest she got all of the hand 
hand-me-down American Girl dolls that my cousins had and family friends had. So she had a collection of those I dolls. I feel like there's only so many toys that can be a hand-me-down. Like a hand-me-down American Girl doll is like one of the fewest things. Like I can never go like, here, son, this is my Lego. Here are the instructions. Enjoy. I feel like you can definitely pass down Legos, though. Like it's so hard to break a Lego. I know it is. Like that's the thing. Like unless I'm purposely trying to like get rid of something where it's like because lego now has a thing where you can donate old legos that you don't want anymore and they'll make them packs for people that are less fortunate i'm like that works for me that's great yeah. which is what we did a little while ago yeah by the so, way so sorry, can i talk I about any of my toys it's <laughs> <laughs> been the this has been the sarah you alley hour you did you talked about all of the freaking power rangers <laughs> for like 10 seconds in american girls american girls american girls did you guys hear about samantha and molly listen and Rebecca? samantha's a bad molly. bitch there is no Rebecca. Really? I there, no, I thought there's there's now a Rebecca. There's a Jewish American girl doll. Of course, it's Rebecca. Come on. I, I feel like it's Rebecca. Hold on, John. Please talk oh, about is, your toys. But she's from the ni- She's from 1914. Yes, but so she's there's a Jewish one. I thought that was Molly. No, Molly's no. not Jewish. Hold on, it's the first thing that comes up. I hate this. I hate this so much. Her name is Rebecca. <laughs> Her name's Rebecca. I told you. Yeah, it That's is. What I she's said. Yeah. So so I'm gonna read this and then uh, then we're gonna go back to this. <laughs> One, there's more than one book for Rebecca. There's always multiple there's books. There's multiple books, yeah. What? The, oh, my God, okay. John books. sounds... No, ex- yeah, her last name is Ruben. <laughs> John, <laughs> of course she's, it is. She's definitely Jewish. She looks so innocent with her straw hat. John sounds and- exhausted by this. S- step onto the stage and let your heart take the lead. Should we, Rebecca's uh, should story. we in the future, have an episode where it's just, like, girly things? <laughs> Yeah, I and think I'm like, what the actual fuck is this? Definitely, let's do that. And <laughs> Allie finishes off her wine very quickly. Hey. Um, All right, talk about your toys, John. Thank you. Can't, that sounds so wrong, though. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my toys, you guys. God. Oh, God. So, so kind of on the heels of Power Rangers, it got worse before it got better. So, like, you can get, like, the tiny figurines, and that's great. But then you also can get Zords. And the Zords were, like, maybe 6 inches, maybe 12 inches. And then Bandai Namco did a really smart thing. This is getting they, worse for you talking like, about your toys that are 6 and 12 inches. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's fine. Continue. We've lost Allie. So, as I was talking about my 6 and 12 inch toys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm good. I promise I'm good. Okay. So, there were add-ons. So you can get other Zords that would make your Zord better. So you can, like, get the Dragon Zord, which would make the original power, like, the Megazord, the Dragon Megazord. Or you can get, I think we talked about this, Pyramidus, or Midas the Pyramid Zord, who would then become a bigger Zord that could also hold your other Zords. Yeah, and, why like, did we end up talking about that? <laughs> it was in John's story in relation to when he went to Dolly World. Yes, thank you. Mm. But yeah, and then, after I kind of lost interest of that, Digimon became a big thing, and they kind of had, like, these, the started Digimon evolved into the larger versions and then sometimes kind of talking about video games for a second like allowed you to then use your Digimon character in the game with his transformative thing so it was like buy this but also buy this because this also corresponds to that well it was I mean like I guess that's kind of like where the gap part is coming in too so my sister for example I remember <laughs> aside from the American Girl Dogs a lot of her toys had a digital component to yeah, it yeah that was a big thing back in the day yeah so like she was super into webkins because where there's a gap between us, no pun intended. She, I remember, asked our mom for all of these Webkins toys so she could use the codes 
from the tags to go play with them in various yeah. games. And then I think you could also do something similar with Polly Pocket, if I remember correctly. That but, sounds right. Yeah. I mean, even now Lego is, because I watch YouTube, they've now created an AR version of Lego things where you can buy like a $10 Lego toy and you can create your own music video with these Legos that you've got to scan a QR code and install this app or they do all this stuff. But also like they now have a Mario Lego set, which is then gamifying a Lego toy, but then you could also buy more things things kind of it's kind of like as as Ali were talking you were talking about your your youngest sister and kids nowadays most things are attached to something that brings some form of media no not media it's like that, that feeling of like oh I missed this thing when I was younger nostalgia 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 thank you so it's bringing isn't back this whole this, podcast nostalgia it kind of <laughs> is it's the nostalgia podcast <laughs> but it brings back the nostalgia feeling for parents who then want to show their kids what this used to be and make it a more fun thing but then even more of a nostalgia hit hey spend Three hundred dollars to get essentially a retro NES system and also build a TV. But also on top of it, you can then add your little Mario figure who plays with all those other things and make it work within this game as well. Like it's well, it's I guess it's, it's all it all makes it, it's it's essentially new toys. Or hey, spend more money on this. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think in that sense, it's just the way that toys have evolved to a certain sense. You know, previously True. it was appeal to the parents so that you can keep the kids busy, and now it's appeal to the kids so that they can convince their parents to go buy them more stuff i mean oh, that, for, that scares me for when our son is eventually into things i, I do think everything will be cyclical because like pj mask and all all that like stuff but like the toys are very much like how our old toys used to be like hey here's this big set where you can play with your character and then they also have a motorcycle bike that you just literally pull back and it goes like that was the 1990 toys that i remember where it's like the early 2000s where it's like buy this to get that to get this to get this and like it, i mean it depends on the person and ultimately also what their parents will say yes and no to exactly so kind of talk about how Sarah took her first Cabbage Patch Kid. We've been doing this thing recently where, and I, this is kind of, this is also a different millennial gap between parent versus someone who's single with, uh, who's now a dog mom. When, when I'm it comes also to like, a parent, excuse you. You are a parent, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not, I'm not. Um, but when it comes to our son, he likes to touch a lot of things. Doesn't mean he always gets these things. But when he's someone attached to something, we go, okay, let's, let's leave him with it. And if he gets bored of it, Let's, let's try to take it away to see what his reaction is. If he doesn't scream, we're good. Yeah. And we went to a Disney store and he picked up three things. He then let go of all those three things. So we then <laughs> left the store without buying a single thing. It was so great. Th- It'll be different when we're in Florida and he's two, but we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, it, well, I mean, if we continue to do it this way, maybe he'll like realize that he doesn't actually yeah, need anything. Possibly. He has okay. so many toys in this house. My mom will not stop oh buying crap. Oh. She's a shopaholic. She has been a shopaholic for years. I I think kind of what the key thing is, I mean, and you guys, whoever listened to her podcast, all 11 of you, please let us know kind of what your favorite toy was as a kid. If you're in, oh, sorry, Sarah, you go. It's Sarah. I stepped on her toes. My bad. Shoot us an email at themillennialgappod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at themillennialgap. And as always, mind mind the the gap. gap. I think I had talked earlier on that one. It was close. I don't know. There we got it. it.